children are a heritage from the children are a Children are a heritage from the Lord. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Abolish Abortion Missouri podcast, where we believe children are a heritage from the Lord, and we are working toward the immediate and total abolition of abortion in Missouri. This is episode 20, I think. Yeah, episode 20. Uh, I'm your host, Brandon. And uh, here we are again, joined by Adam Cochran or Ray Ray. And uh, it's really (laughs) good to have you here, man. And uh, happy to be able to to talk about some of these these things that we're wanting to to discuss today. So you came to me and uh, you were like, hey, not only do we have a couple really solid bills right now in in Missouri Congress, we've got SB 360, uh, 356 and HB 818, actual abolition bills. But on top of that, of course, just like we do every session, we've got a bunch of, of you know, fluff and other things like that that are just not not very good. Now, you did say that there's a couple things that are, are decent, but uh, you came to me and was like, hey, let's walk through all these other bills and talk yeah. about these as well so that we can um, kind of separate the wheat from the tares or whatever with respect to these bills. So I love that idea. And, and so I basically, I think I told you, like I told you beforehand, I just want you to basically go to town, walk through uh, all these, all these different bills that are currently present in, in our current legislative session. And let's talk about the merits and demerits of them. And then talk about why, why all we really need and, and this, this is what our entire ministry and organizations focused on. All we really need is abolition. But let's talk about some of these other things that that what they're doing, the, the things we might be able to commend, if any, and the things that that are just uh, wicked. So, yeah, man, good to have you. And and let's let's do it. Let's get into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brandon, thank you so much uh, for um, just putting, you know, making time to get this together. So I saw, I think last year, um, like Free the States, they did a little walkthrough on what was going on. I think it's a very important, uh, especially uh, we we get rid of Roe and everybody becomes apathetic. Um, Abolition matters. Abolitions. And the thing is, abolition always is going to matter. So whenever we think about it and one of the charges that we sort of give the pro-life uh, folks is that you know they do this for continued votes to continue their office and all that kind of stuff if you know it's kind of like there's might be a worry that hey if we abolish abortion we have no platform and it's like no no and especially if you uh read the bible um you know we have a covenant that always had to be renewed and generation to generation to generation um, you know, you'd have like good times, you'd have a good king, and then you'd have multiple bad kings. And it's like, that's the, the covenant always mattered. Covenant renewal always mattered. And so in this, like, yeah, say, say if we abolish abortion in the state of Missouri tomorrow, is that it? No, because we have every year, we've got a new Senate session, we've got a new right. house session, and we've got people that are going to always fight against it. And so why can't the platform would be like, I am for people and what an image bearer means. And I'm going to maintain this during my tenure in the house in the, uh, in the Senate, you know, as a governor, whatever you are, you're going to have, like you have a platform and you always have something for voters to vote for and to uh, go. Thank you for continuing the truth. 
and and doing that so like yeah i I just wanted to clear the air it's not it's it abolition will always matter and we can never ever get to a point of apathy over this yeah i mean you know we we saw as soon as roe v wade was was declared to be meaningless like we always said it was uh what did what did the federal government do what did the federal congress do i mean immediately they're like we got to get a bill back in here to protect abortion and as we were right back there we're always going to be fighting this even and even if you know somehow uh the most conservative uh missouri legislature to ever exist uh does away with all term limits and missouri is perfect forever from now on and we're the utopia it's like well we're surrounded by 49 other states <laughs> it's yeah. like there's always so much more work to do yeah and so that was something this is maybe a little bit of a bunny trail but that was something uh when aamo was formed i i was i was asking the question you know we don't want to be this organization that continues. We don't want to turn into the pro-life crowd. We're like, well, we have to have this in order to fight against it so that we can keep our constituents happy or whatever. I was like, do we want to just have a sunset clause on, on our, our organization? And uh, it was me being, you know, unwise that at that point, it was me not thinking long-term because they were like, you know, that's, that's not thinking about the constant battles we're going to have every year, even if we succeed. Mm-hmm. The constant battles that we're going to have as we seek to be, if if Missouri is the first to abolish abortion, truly, the constant battles we're going to have from the outside, from other states, the 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 need that other states are going to have for our help, all those things that I I was just being real short sighted there in that moment, and uh, you're absolutely right. Like this is a this is a fight, uh, and you know for a long long time to come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's one of those things, and that was the wonderful theme from the 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 rally was uh, from you guys, uh, you and Josh. Definitely, it's just press on, keep going, keep going. And so, and even after, like I said, if it if we abolish it tomorrow, keep going, Absolutely. keep you know, got to hold on and and stand your ground. So, um, I think this is definitely uh, is the segue to uh, where we're at in the uh, state of Missouri in uh, 2023 in the legislative session. Anyway, so we do have uh, what is simple, which is just abolition, as you mentioned, uh, SB 356 and HB 818. Thank you so much, Mike Moon and uh, Bob Titus for uh, standing up for that. We have your back and um, anything happens, uh, you know, we'll make a nice little mob (laughs) and and talk to people and say, hey, stop slandering them, deal with the arguments. Right. You know, because that that just if you're slandering people, that means you have no argument. Um, so there's no an intellectual thing there if that's what we're going to do is debate debate these things. But um, abolition is simple. If you look at uh, what those documents look like, um, there was a question I just wanted to bring up is somebody read a summary. And I know that a lot of us like, look in the bill text and it's very confusing. I've got uh, one that I'll talk about here. And this uh, Senate Bill 453 is like ultra confusing even in its summary so you know just one of those things that somebody i I sent out a link to 356 like here's here's what's going on and they just kind of had a question like it seems like to single out a woman how about like a a man like the a father um married or unmarried whatever um in that situation it seems like it's just talking about a woman and it's like one of that's only highlighting a thing so i just wanted from the outset abolition is about equal protection of a law for pre-born children. So we're talking about the specific issue of what do we do when somebody uh, murders somebody in the womb? And so pre-born children, yes, but this should go for other things, you know, equal Absolutely. protection of the law for everybody. All right. All right. And here's 
where we don't see equal protection, that's why we are abolitionists. Um, but whenever we highlight the woman, like she has the affirmative duress uh, defense um, at her fingertips uh, in, in the case of, you know, if she's accused, goes to trial. Um, but the thing is, if you look at the text, there's no gender. So we're not gendering this. The pro-life movement's gendering this. The pro-choice movement is and is not gendering this, depending on how woke you are. <laughs> right. So you got a pregnant person, but then you got women's rights, all that kind of stuff. So that's all just a philosophical um, schizophrenia out the wazoo. But then again, it's philosophical schizophrenia and and uh, exegetical schizophrenia whenever you uh, get into uh, pro-life versus abolitionist and all that kind of stuff. What's your hermeneutic? What's your standard? And stuff, but it's it's simple. Equal protection of the law for pre-born children is our game, and we're not going to gender it. Anybody who murders a person, we use the homicide code, and uh, we go to trial. We do what we Absolutely. need to do, and we deal out the the civil magistrate is just to be the sword against the evildoer, not to save anybody, just to do what God has called government to do, and that's what we here in America, especially since we have the ability to have a voice to vote, to talk to senators, governors, representatives, judiciaries, whatever, um, you have a responsibility here that somebody in a monarchy might not have or an aristocracy. Um, right. Bible doesn't say what form of government is best, but we do have some pretty good standards uh, in the Old Testament to go, hey, here's a decentralized issue, and uh, this works well. Um, it's yeah. whenever you bring in a king. Um, when you're looking at other areas going, well, that's what they have. And it's like, what, what does God have for you and, and go by that way. So we actually have that extra awesome responsibility and um, we can get in on that. So I will get off my soapbox on that. And we'll, let's uh, go. I, mean, I could, I could listen to you just talk about political theory yeah. stuff forever, man. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, we can, we can continue the conversation and, you know, <laughs> on huh. another good podcast, we can do some filler. So, yeah. but anyway, but yeah, just, uh, the thing is like, whenever I, I just, uh, I got tons of tabs on my iPad right now to, to get to, but just to count them up, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 things going on in the house and the Senate in 2023 that, uh, if you go to bill search, type in bill search, Missouri, 2023, I'll send you, I'll send you to the Senate webpage or it might send you to the house webpage they both kind of have everything on both of those two where you can search i typed in abortion and then it pops up the bills uh, that get triggered there um so we've got senate bill 62 senate bill 108 uh, 160 453 491 we've got an sjr 8 here plus uh, 356 we've got house bill 818 We've got, uh, let's see here, man, HB 544, HB 163, 617, 618, 838, and 1111. So there's all the things that are going on um, in both sides of the house. So this, again, it's, again, there. this is nonstop. It, it matters. Abolition right. matters. And so we're still continuing on. We got to get, we got to know the other side. We got to know what's going on out there. Whenever we go up to here, go to hearings going like, well, what's our competition? Right. You know, these are, you know, finally 356, right? It's in uh, it finally hit committee. Yeah. I was, yeah. So I was, that's what we need to focus on. 356 a, is in committee, but yeah, we've got other exciting. bills, right? 
yeah. So I'm not sure what other bills that we'll talk about today and like exactly what committees they're they're in, but they're competition. And so, um, you know, the one the first bill that uh, we could talk about is Senate Bill 62 um, is something that um, I know that if uh, people have listened to the Tag Garrett podcast, uh, we're also in the Missouri Baptist Convention. I've had to deal with certain people there. Um, a man named Timothy Faber. He's the former president of the CLC, which is kind of Missouri's ERLC. Um, I was talking to him about uh, Senate Bill 356 and stuff like that. He sends he kicks me back Senate Bill 62. Um, and if you look, if, again, you can guys, you guys can go yourself online and check all these out. Um, if you go to Senate Bill 62, um, you're going to end up seeing that we've got uh, the uh, pro-life fight now. And this is the pro-life fight that happened whenever that was, uh, I guess, prophesied whenever I went into the resolutions committee with the equal protection resolution for the Missouri Baptist, but it's go after, go after drug companies. Why do you think it might be easier to go after drug companies than going after people who murder people? And this is where I had to go. Like, are we going to go after the gun or the guy that shot the gun? Absolutely. And that's whenever it's like, well, analogy, by the way. I'd be a little bit more a liberal on this. And I, my mouth just dropped. I was like, wow. Wow. So the woman you gave me, God should have worked in the garden. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I, hmm. I mentioned that I'm like, it didn't work for Adam. So yeah. <laughs> I think we need to get, get uh, rid of that. But, um, but uh, actually it's, it's dealing with drugs, but this one is actually kind of sad because what it wants to do is it wants to think about contraception. All right. And this is a sticky issue. This is what the sticky issue was uh, with the messengers uh, in the Missouri Baptist uh, convention was they wanted to know, what can we do? What can't we do with contraception? But uh, Senate Bill 62, it wants to exclude abortion from the as a definitional issue when it comes to the use of birth control. So it's going to say um, an FDA approved birth control, um, you know, utilizing that will not lead to an abortion. And uh, it's one of those things we got to get into. What is our definition? When is a person a person? Right. Yeah. What's the difference when, between when conception the and fertilization? Right. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. 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 And so it's going to, it wants to allow, um, it doesn't want to allow drugs that you know, if you are intentionally going for a termination of pregnancy, which is something we need to clear out of our mouths as well, because right. it's only considering the carrying person, the mother, the, the woman, right. Um, but it's not considering the baby. It's not considering right. the baby as a person. And so whenever you're thinking about contraception here, whenever you read 62, I want you to really think about the fact that a lot of these contraceptives like IUDs, they make an inhospitable environment. So do we believe a person is at fertilization or a person is whenever the egg goes, finally gets to implanted in, in the uterus? Right. Because right. that is where the talk is. Um, that's where we need our definitions. That's why I stated from the microphone from the floor and I was going, because we live in a fallen world, we need to be clear with our words and we need to say fertilization is conception. And then it gets turned around against me on stage because we need, live in a fertile, uh, a fallen world. We need to make sure we watch what we say, but it was the winsome way. Right. So apparently it's not winsome to call abortion or, or call conception fertilization. So that ticked me off to no end. I still thinking about it. And I'm just like, he used my thing against me whenever I was saying, like, I'm trying to warn people going like, we have to be careful because whenever you go on, like, uh, I think it was 
the Women's Health Network's website, you know, they they strictly say like a lot of these um, will not let the fertilized egg, the person to get into the womb and attach and right. and and have life. So we're supposed to be hospitable people. 100%. So our women need to have hospitable wombs for the people. Just like we need to open our homes for people. Right. So yeah, are we are we not going to take a stand against that? So this is a this is just another regulatory language um, muddling um, compromised way um, that uh, you read scripture. God hates it. And so we got this is what's being touted by you know, I said former president of the CLC, but the CLC is going to continue to do the pro-life compromising thing. Um, so we just need to uh, look at that. So that's part part that's going to be something that's in competition with total abolition. Um, we'll go to, so to, uh, to, to, yeah. to clarify just real fast to clarify yeah. here on um, SB 62. So, the you know, we, what you're saying, uh, 100% agree. Just clarifying for our audience here. So the the big problem here is uh, one, definitional confusion between fertilization and implantation, right? Which is a major problem. Um, yeah. And and then two, it's 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 not uh, in any way recognizing the personhood of a of a child, right? Those exactly. are the, the like like if if we're just trying to boil it down, real simple, because that's the beauty of abolition. All human beings are human beings from the moment of fertilization, not implantation. And because they're human beings, they're, they should be recognized as such. So if we were going to like boil down every one of these bills into how they defy the simple abolition message would message, would those be the two main, those would be the two main sticking points with this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and totally like, enough to totally enough to say it's an unjust bill. That's enough right there yeah. to, to dehumanize a person is, is enough to, to say a, a bill is unjust. So yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah. I can say that I'm glad that it seems like you know since we're talking about incrementalists, they are taking the step in this bill to call um, the ectopic pregnancy a medical emergency. Now, again, it's vague enough. What does that even mean? Does that mean we're actually treating a person like a person whenever we have to go into a fallopian tube and remove them? And, uh, you know, leave open ended for the future as we scientifically advance. Um, hopefully we can end up figuring out a way to get that baby out of a fallopian tube and put it into the womb for implantation. Right. For right. hospitality's sake right. um, to grow life and to continue to subdue the earth and, and go upon go, you know, go our way of what God would have us to do. Yeah, we're left. We're left with the unfortunate. um thing where we're, right now we're all you know the best we can do in in, in a lot of those situations is triage it as best we can um mm -hmm. but I, I do like you i believe we're heading toward a day when we can do a lot more than that uh where we can actually yeah. uh um where that no longer becomes the medical challenge that it is right now and on uh okay. so yeah but either way we just we just want to recognize that that uh doctors do all they can do to save patients all the time and fail uh due to no fault of their own and we just want that. We just want that same treatment for babies. That's all we want. So yeah, I, yeah. I can, I can be thankful that it's, uh, you know, incrementally stepping in the right direction. And at the same time, this is something we've talked about a lot on this podcast. I can be thankful for any incremental steps that acknowledge the truth while at the same time, uh, being able to say, but the bill is wicked. It's a wicked yeah. bill. It's dehumanizing humans. 
Yeah. And it's one of those things, you know, when it, when it comes to what God has revealed, like he has revealed what he loves, he re, he has revealed what he hates. And so, you know, we, we can talk about like, we're walking down a path, you got a couple of ditches or maybe five ditches. You don't want to fall in any of those ditches. And the thing is, is even when you're so emotionally attached, um, this is my, this was my message to Doug Ritchie. It's like, I want you to know that if you were to vote against pro-life legislation, you can still hit your pillow at night because you've served God. I don't want you saving babies. I want you to just go for the truth. What's the truth? And if um, you present an abolition bill, if you support an abolition bill, if you're arguing for one and people are laughing at you, if that's what you're doing, me personally, the group of abolitionists are going to sit here and go, Doug, thank you for your service. Absolutely. God is proud. And we know that God is thankful for that because we know what he wants. And so he hates unjust, unequal measures. And that's what these bills are. And this is just, this is not making those definitions. This is not preaching the truth. And so we've got to be like Paul and go to Caesar to teach them, like, what is the gospel? But what does the gospel presuppose? It presupposes everything that life is from, or that a person is a person from fertilization is one of the presuppositions Absolutely. of that. Um, and so, and then you got also all the other things. So we have limiting concepts in God's law and his revealed word to us, his law word. Um, and so we, we, we have actually, we, we don't have to run around with our heads cut off. We actually know how to act and we know that we can be okay. And that we can, again, sufficiency is the issue. Um, are we, can we sufficiently be okay with going, well, you know, if the world wants to murder the babies, let them let the blood rain down on their heads. Right. God will judge. God will have judgment. Why We don't have to have justice in the moment, but whenever we repent, it better be immediate. And that's what we're talking about. So, but yeah, that's um, just a little aside to add. To no, the no, that's, yeah, that's, that's really, really yeah. good. And, and yeah, I mean, we, we, <laughs> We'll be here for five hours if we take this much time on every yeah. bill. But you know, yeah. these are the, yeah. the types of things we're we're gonna see as you were laying out just earlier. You know, we're gonna see these same um, fundamental problems come up with every one of these. So as we kind of point them out here, hopefully we could just you know echo or harken back to them as we keep going here. But yeah, what's what are some other ones or what are some other things that we're dealing with that are like you said competition to the truth? Okay, here? yeah, competition is you know like we're as abolitionists right now uh, for Missouri uh, the, the abolition or ab abolish abortion in Missouri. Um, you know we're celebrating the fact that we got SB three fifty six and uh, HB eight one eight. You know, and it's same language, both right. houses, same session. We're going yes. You know what, though? There's always an antithesis, right? And so we do have uh, SB 108 and HB 544, which are totally for repealing every incremental step ever made. Mm. So guess what? The uh, federal government uh, didn't want to sit here and go, what, what is the worldview of the Constitution? The worldview of the Constitution says that people are people. Right. And, uh, you know, and it recognizes the creator. So therefore you have to go to image bearing people. Right. And uh, that's, you know, because they had, did not uh, want to go and take a stand on, you know what, there is no constitutional right to, to abortion and people are people from fertilization. And we are going to call it that from now on. Right. And since they handed it over to the states now, we have this fight. And so, yeah, like they're doing the abolitionist type idea going, 
full on, let's just abort people. Let's just, let's do abortion. Let's have fun, pro-choice. Why can't we? Why are we being yelled at for being so just staunch and saying abolish abortion immediately right. whenever it's okay for them? Why, why do they get to do um, their immediate steps to get what they want? Why are we not winsome whenever we say <laughs> no abolition or nothing? Are they not? Are, so are you calling them not winsome? Cause I mean, they're pretty lovable in their demeanor. Right. And they're, and they're coming to women going like, we want to support you. We want to support you. We want to love you. And it's like, you want to kill the baby. Yes. You want to aid a murderer. That's winsome. Okay. If that's winsome. Then why is an abolition winsome whenever it's actually standing for the truth? But yes, uh, we do have those. Um, and I know, uh, I think Crystal Quaid, I'm in Springfield, so she's over, she's a rep over the northern end of uh, Springfield. Springfield's kind of cut in half, and so she's definitely um, part of uh, HB 544, um, changing a lot of language, repealing the trigger laws and all that stuff. So bye-bye, you incrementalists. That's right. what she's saying, you know, all your hard work, and then you're looking at us abolitionists going, but you're saying the same thing, all our hard work, because your hard work was full of iniquity. Right. And we can simplify this thing. Let's stop having Internet Explorer politics here and do the Mozilla thing and just clean the code and just make it simple. <laughs> that was the, that was that was maybe a first for uh, it, for web browser abolition uh, jokes there. That was good, man. I, I, mean, I think I said on the Tag Your podcast, but no, yeah, not on AMO yet. So, yeah, That's bringing cute. that bringing that to cross platform across uh that so but yeah we do have that so you know that you know, you all, you'll always have your antithesis going on so that's competition um and then we got uh sb160 which is a uh basically missouri's form of height amendment um this, so this one is just keeping your you know you, let's keep murder around but you know i'm just not gonna let my tax dollars go for it what <laughs> what you know i mean would you want to i think uh, uh free the states you know would 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 put this one out there but like say you've got a bloodbath of a genocide in another country that we're also like giving foreign aid to or something that's just like why you know we're just not going to give them foreign aid but we're just we're not going to we're not going to try to help our brothers especially like christians right if there are christians in this country that are getting slaughtered it's going well i'm they can fight over there and kill each other but we're just not going to send them money right and it's right. going on about your day you know it's like no these like i understand i don't want to pay for it but the thing is i we should like if if they're able if we are able to murder people and give exceptions to murder because again like we're not killing again i hear the word killing all the time no killing is if you're justified so god is totally justified in wiping out people that rebel against him that sin against him okay and we have to be cool with that but that's justified now we're mm -hmm. using the term murder so we got there's a creator creature separation god is holy he is the definition of law not that he's divine command theory just making just saying what's true what is true and he says is true is because he is true right. and he is perfect and he is holy um but when it comes to man to man like that baby's done nothing to nobody that baby right. didn't come into existence and 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 do anything wrong to anybody else so as far as man to man goes you can't take that baby to court and uh find them guilty on anything and we're murdering the innocent 
So again, there, there's a lot of little things that have to be tied, little distinctions that people totally miss and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean, unless if you're sort of this pan everythingist, but then that reduces you absolutely to nothing and just matter and who cares, you know, do whatever you want. So I can't even, you can't even get mad at me for being an abolitionist still. If I have to believe in a God to survive, right? right. Then I'm just surviving and you should uh, clap your hands for it. But again, that's just the worldview uh, mess up we're in. So yeah, we need to stop. We need to stop uh, not wanting to pay for things, but still allowing things to happen. You know, that's not, that's not going to help. That's just going to make you look like a compromiser. And they're like, Hey, he's compromised before. Uh, let's keep on going our way. They'll have to compromise with it. And that puts us on um, the retreat um, and only reacting, but not actually doing what God has told us to do, which is to, to teach people to observe the commands of Christ, right. which presupposes that our preborn neighbors are people from fertilization. So I'll keep on bringing back to that. We also on that Hyde Amendment thing, we have SJR 8, which is it would be something that they would send out to voters to put on a ballot. So if it doesn't, you know, they didn't get this, they maybe they get their SJR 8, which would put it on a ballot for people to vote um, to keep funds uh, from fund uh, public funds from funding abortion. Um, we got also the one weird, randomly confusing one that I still had to work on. We got H or SJ or SB 453, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is when you read it like, again, abolition is simple. Let's just do this thing. Right. But we get SB 453 um, and it establishes civil actions for violation of the abortion laws of the state and for economic detriment to a person for misapplication or unequal enforcement of the law. But wait a second, there's unequal enforcement of the bill. Right. <laughs> so, right. you know, if you if you go to the bill summary, it says this act establishes a cause of action against any person who performs or induces an abortion in violation of state law. Any person who knowingly aids and abets the performance of in, or induction of abortion and those uh, persons who intend to engage in some such conduct. Okay, that sounds like it's uh, going for everybody. Pretty right, equal, that sounds right? right. All of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, this is good. Okay, and then, cool. And then cool. everybody stops reading. And, and <laughs> however, no action shall be brought by a person who impregnated a woman through rape, sexual assault, or incest. Nor shall an action. Here's the deal. Nor shall an action be brought against a woman upon whom an abortion was performed or induced. Pro-lifers are not anti-abortion. Right. Pro-lifers right now are just anti-professional abortionists. Right. Okay. They don't want to go at like again. We have this is where we have adopted intersectionality. Women are always victims. Again, right, yeah, uh, this this, this said, bill the serpent what, made me do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. One of the things that that this bill is, is like the cognitive dissonance is like this bill has to. It basically assumes that no whim, no woman ever would kill her child in her home, like or or you know buy, you know buy something, you know pills or I mean you know not to be grotesque, but I mean coat hangers were a thing. Um, it just assumes that women would never do that, and the only way that that a a, a woman would ever end up having an abortion if it was if somebody, you know, performed one on her or induced one in her. And, well, and then it also blames again. It's it's again. It's always going to come down to it, it when you think about every justification for sin. It's going to come down to those two. It's either blame shifting right. or blaming the environment, and blaming God, right? And so it's either 
the serpent made me do it or the woman you gave me God. And so it's a system thing. So these people, like there's a lot of conservatives out there going like all women are victims because they have grown up in a system, in a society that said you need to do this. And it's like, what, what? No, no, no. We got starlets going up, getting awards going. If I didn't have an abortion, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. And that's called child sacrifice. And it's celebrated. She made a knowing decision to get rid of the baby to promote herself. She knew it. We we know abortion is murder. We have the law of God written on our hearts. We suppress the truth until we can't for our own arbitrary purposes. It's Romans 2. And uh, yeah, and we continue to do it. And we aid and abet it all the time. We're all complicit. We have to bow down before God and say sorry and repent actually repent and we need to pray that we're granted repentance from this too so you know like on this abortion issue me and my family like we have not sinned in that way but there again there's lots of other things but we're talking about abolition of abortion so we're just talking about an issue doesn't mean that we are not horrible in other areas all right so we're so again we're we're still sinners yeah but on this it's like you can see it clearly Right. We need to do this. So, yeah, we can't continue going um, the way we are and you can't pass off equality for not equality. So um, uh, yeah, one of the things you said about this 453, because it doesn't even make sense. Right. As I said, that's one of the things <laughs> you pointed out. The, the the first paragraph and the second paragraph contradict one another. And the, and these are things that, that people need to know, because what's going to happen is some of our listeners or others, they're, they're going to be in a conversation with somebody and talking about 818 or, or, or you know, 356. And then somebody's going to be like, yeah, but have you seen 453? And uh, and. You know, it, only political nerds are going to be talking like that. But the point is that that's going to happen and this language is going to come up. And, and we want you all to know, like, uh, the only consistent position will always be abolition. It, it Nothing else is capable of being consistent because it requires that you either, um, you know, don't don't hold to an equal application of justice or you don't hold to an uh, an understanding of of the equality of of human life you know in all people the image of god in all people so it, if either of those two things are off then it doesn't matter uh, what else the bill might say or how however else the bill might be commendable it has it has ultimately failed to just be rational you know we want to be rational people we want to be logical consistent people god's got a order out of chaos and these bills do not reflect that. Yeah, no, they, they definitely not. And, um, you know, we go down to uh, SB 491, and then you can kind of lump in uh, HB uh, 163, uh, both uh, just anti-drug laws. And so, again, we don't want to go after the people. We want to go after the drug companies. So, again, this is a system issue. This is, this is exactly it. Like, if we get rid of the system, then we don't have the issue anymore. It's like, oh, I'm so we're changing hearts. No, we're not. We're not changing hearts. And then abortion is still going to happen and we're still state sanctioning it. And that's, that's my main contention is we're abolitionists are just stop it state. Absolutely. (laughs) We're not naive. It's not going like, you know, you know, I might kind of be like the Gary DeMar of the group just going like, I don't like some of our abolitionist language. Like we're not going to end abortion. Right. It's going to still happen as long as there's sin in the world. Right. Um, but so we're not naive, but yeah. we need to stop the state sanctioned murder. Yes. It's it's the the uh, the Nazi death camps state sanctioned. The state said 
go for it. Let's right. fund it. Let's do it. Right. So um, we need to get rid of We want to end the state sanctioned abortion. Um, and so going after pill companies isn't going to do it because people are still going to do it. And so we're not going to end abortion, but we can have justice against murderers just like we would do anybody. That's what we're going for. So um, whenever we get into 491, um, if you look at the summary, um, seems really cool. You know, like, it, you know, if uh, you sell drugs, um, cross state lines, all that kind of stuff, there's um, justice against doing that. Um, but it keeps on saying, but on a woman or uh, by another person on a woman. So again, it's not even going after, it's not even calling a woman capable of, again, this is against, it, it's it's only anti-professional abortionists. Again, this is the trigger law. It's only anti-professional abortionists. It's not going for the woman that said, I want to kill my baby. I'm going to go down to Planned Parenthood or wherever, and uh, I'm going to have them assist me. But, you know, I'm the primary mover in this. I want that baby dead. And so, again, women can't. So this, again, like how we can go to the school boards and we can we can say we don't want critical race theory, intersectionality, all of this stuff taught. We can yell at the school boards till we're blue in the face. And then we come over here and then we go, oh, we want intersectionality. Right. Like the, again, this is the Matt Walsh issue. <laughs> he's pro-life. Yeah, he's the one making videos, going to school boards like we need to not have this taught in schools. And it's like, which one, dude? And so this is just the pro-life um, just compromising the end of that. You know, all women are victims. And it's like, I, I can read a logic book that says, don't ever use the word never or all. I don't, like, be skeptical of all those. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> when, when I learned, when I learned, you know, uh, I took a class once on how to like take tests. And that was one of the things is like, almost always, if you've got a true and false test and one of the, one of the, one of the proposed answers has the word all or never in it, you know, it's false. It's just auto, almost automatically false. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but not yeah. always. That's why I said almost. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah. So you gotta be, you gotta work on all that. So, but yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just, again, anti-drug. So you're going to probably see the pro-life movement folks going like, yeah, we need, it's like, no, no, we need abolition. Yes. And then it doesn't matter if drugs are sold again. If you go after the murderer, it doesn't matter if people buy guns, if you actually enforce the laws against murder on people and we actually make just punishments for murder right then you know again it's not about saving people it's about doing justice whenever bad things happen whenever wrong that's all government's for and only the gospel can change the hearts right and so yeah we we can't do this because if you're going to say the government's got to save then you're turning them into jesus and you don't want a state that's a messianic state we're, we're already there we need to stop it because <laughs> they're not they're not jesus they're they're still ambassadors they're ordained deacons of justice that's all they're meant to be um but yeah so uh, you got that um then we have uh sjr 19 which is here's a good one okay we've we've talked a lot of bad <laughs> but if uh, you look at sjr 19 it wants to submit to voters again whenever you have a senate joint resolution it's to put it on the ballot that the people of the state get to vote on saying that there is no constitutional right to abortion in Missouri. Amen. Yes. <laughs> so um, out of them all, hey, we got we got other than just what we uh, normally talk about um, on this or at least on the AMO podcast or tag your it, um, you know, SB 356. Yes, 
uh, HB 818, amen. Um, now we can kind of say, hey, SJR. So like, you know, if something doesn't happen with the other two bills, but we do get this uh, SJR 19, then we need to fight for it. We need to get people voting on that. So if that's something that happens, you know, also put that on the prayer list to pray for, pray over whoever's putting it out there, whoever's uh, trying to vote on it to get on our ballot, ask God to put it on the ballot and then grant people repentance to make the decision themselves to go. Yeah. We don't have a con like I read it. We don't have a constitutional right to, it's not clear at all. So, um, but that's a good thing. But then we got the SB or HB. We're going to, we're going to go to the house now in uh, six seventeen. Um, basically it says, uh, an act is not abortion when the fetus is dead, um, to be extracted. So it's just going to deal with, um, you know, it's kind of like something that we're not necessarily worried about so much being competition. Um, it's just kind of just continuing the trigger trigger law, but it wants to just say it's not an abortion if the fetus is dead to extract, which, you know, I could go either way. If you can, if it can naturally happen, I think it's probably better for the person that is carrying like the woman that's carrying the baby to have closure. I think there's, you know, instead of just making it just, uh, keeping, keeping things sanitized. I think if we keep things messy and we're okay with messiness, I think, uh, a church can come around that, um, and women can be loved in that. And then that means that baby was loved as well. So, you know, so give or take on that, but that's, that's definitely on there, but it's just talking about this spontaneous death. Again, you were talking earlier, about uh, how we have that language fight all the time where they go, oh, miscarriages are just spontaneous abortions. And it's like, that's only because you want to use the word because you love it. Right. But right. there's yeah. still it just, it allows yeah. you to have this semantic debate with us when we know that that's not what we're talking about. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of I, I, what I would love to see with all that debate would just be a, a change in the language altogether to where abortion was used exclusively of, of non-spontaneous deaths, you know, but intentionally caused deaths. And we came up with something else. I mean, we used to just, you know, I grew up calling it miscarriage. Um, yeah. so we probably need We've a more technical that. term, you know, but yeah, yeah. Uh, spontaneous abortion, definitely that language confuses the, confuses the debate. It does. Oh so. yeah. And it's totally, it biases the debate toward, you know, well, Hey, that's abortion. Right. So, and you're okay with that. And that tries to get people to compromise. And it's right. like, dude, like the, the language crap, like you got a distinction without a difference. All right. right. The, thing, the thing is, it's okay. Um, whenever it comes to spontaneous death, you know, we know that chance is not behind everything that God is behind everything. God was in that death. Right. All right. And so the judge of all the earth will do good. And uh, we have to like, there's, there's the issue of we're finite beings and uh, we do have to do faith, but we do faith on the promises of God. So that it's not blind faith here. So, um, you know, we can, we can rest and all that. So, um, but yeah, so there, again, that's not much of a competition or anything like that. Um, it's something to good, have a good conversation for yeah. uh, over and whatnot. Um, but then uh, we also, we got uh, House Bill 618 uh, by uh, Democrat uh, Joe Dole. I wanted to make sure that um, we differentiated that because like right now in Oklahoma, um, what's happening in uh, 618 is the uh, putting the exceptions for rape and incest back. So whenever the trigger laws took over after Roe versus Wade um, got overturned. So in Missouri, there's a qualifier that Tim Faber and other pro-life people will not bring up in conversation. Even if you point it out, they won't reply. The qualifier is elective 
abortions have been banned in Missouri, and there are no exceptions for rape and incest, only in elective. So that means you can't go to Planned Parenthood, or you shouldn't be able to go to Planned Parenthood and get an elective abortion. Right. All right. So again, this is only anti anti-professional abortionists, not anti-abortion people. Okay. Right. So they didn't put anything med- about medicine in the trigger law or anything like that. So they've just regulated murder as per usual. Um, so, but in Oklahoma, their pro-life people are coming out and actually supporting to put those uh, back in theirs because they actually didn't have the rape and incest in there. Um, and they're wanting to add the language. So they're going backwards. Um, so this, but I, so I, I say a Democrat put it in, but we should be watchful um on who um helps support that if it does go any further because if oklahoma is doing it it's easy to do it in missouri as well and it will be done by pro-life people just you wait and see if they do call them out um, for that and just be like see where you're joining hands stop compromising right abolition is simple um we got also we got two more we got hb eight thirty eight um, just to add the word dying, uh, see, let me, let me look that up. I got, again, I got so many tabs open. <laughs> We've got so much going on here. Um, yeah, man, no problem. And, and uh, yeah, I would just, uh, I love what you said. Like, like we need, we need to not, we need to know what these bills say and what these bills are talking about, not only so that we don't get um, hoodwinked, you know, that's pretty important. Uh, you know, but on top of that, we need to watch and see which legislators are, supporting this unjust legis- legislation and and we need yeah. to be able to because our goal is not as christians and abolition is a, is a christian thing christian movement um as christians we we definitely want to to see the end of abortion legally right of legal abortion of any kind legal murder of any kind uh, but we also want to disciple our leaders. And so, you know, knowing all these things, and since we're the kinds of people who are already kind of um, engaged and, and in the space of the political landscape anyway, it just makes sense for us to also be paying attention to these other bills, if for no other reason than to be able to call up our lawmakers and say, you claim to be a Christian, because 98% of our lawmakers in Missouri do, uh, mm-hmm. you claim to be a Christian, and yet you're supporting this wicked legislation. So yeah, I think that's a really good word, really good word. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I brought up a uh, so, so HB 838. Um, basically, it's uh, just looking at the definition of abortion. And so it's the act of prescribing an instrument, device, medicine, drug or any other means or substance with the intent to destroy life of an embryo or fetus in his or her mother's womb or B, the intentional termination of pregnancy of a mother by util- using or prescribing in the instrument, device, medicine, drug or other means or substance with an intention other than to increase the probability of live birth or to remove a dead full or dying unborn child so this wants to call removing so we talked about one earlier saying that you know if the if the person is dead in the womb it's okay to extract it this is kind of going the other way so saying like no um it's that's an abortion it's like wait a second that's not an abortion. Right. So again, right. this continues to muddy the water. So where it is important is the definition. What is the definition of abortion? What is the definition of abortion that we want in everyday conversation? Right. Do we want to continue just messing stuff up to where we don't even know what we're talking about anymore? Um, I think there's an episode of uh, Friends where 
Uh, Monica has this guy come over that's going to be a food critic and she's going to cook for him. Hopefully uh, he's going to have this awesome restaurant. She gets to do the menu. You know, he comes over high and he starts going like tartlets, tartlets, tartlets. Word has lost all meaning. That's basically what we're doing with the, with the word abortion mm, to where it's yeah. not even going to have any meaning anymore. And right. uh, then then if it doesn't have any meaning, then you know who's going to take over exactly. and what's going to happen. So, I mean, we need to stop this. This is not good lawmaking. Again, uh, abolition is simple. And uh, this stuff is just not simple. And it's just, you got their votes, they're in office, and they're just playing around. Seriously, when you look at what some of these things are, they're just playing around. They're enjoying their life that, you know, they just get to walk around and talk to people all day. Like, I understand there could be hard. It's hard to be, you know, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to just fully demean um politicians and stuff like that because we do have mike moon and bob Tice who are working real real hard but i'm going to say that there's got to be some people out there that are just like enjoying just the fluff um right. eating food with like notable notable people stuff like that and that's i don't know that's kind of gives me evidence to go i think you're just playing around and i don't think you're worth the vote that anybody ever gave you right. um kind of making these kind of kind of uh bills anyway and then this lastly we've got the you know respect for a person's decision act and that one is just like too woke to even talk about so whenever you look <laughs> at it, it's trying to change the definition from you know a woman it's just going through the laws saying you know a pregnant person um and all that kind of stuff and it's just it's just you know pro-choice 101 um just going woke and just trying to again just it's it's, it's a language battle um and so that's pretty much the landscape but you know again whenever you get into sb 356 when you get into hb uh, 818, you know, the, the language, it's clear. We're not gendering it. Like if you want equity, if you want to, if you want to see equity, you want abolition, you want to see those two bills. Um, again, 356 is now in committee with the health and welfare. Um, you need to call them up, um, and, and say, Hey, get a hearing date. I think that's the latest on that is we want a hearing date. Um, please give us the date. We want to go up there and speak to it. You can go on the website. You can uh, write uh, absentee and have them read um, what you have to say about abolition and uh, 356 right now. Um, you still need to call. Um, well, who, who's the uh, Dean, Dean Plocker. House? Yeah. Dean Plocker Dean for HB. You need to call him and he's just doing it at will and whatever he wants to deal with. And it, babies aren't important to him apparently. So it hasn't even been assigned to committee. So we need to ask him to please assign it to committee. Um, and that one is the children and families committee. So just please call, call, call. And uh, you know, it's really funny whenever I walked into Senator Roden's office, I'm like, hey, I'm Adam Cochran. Um, I've been calling or whatever, but now that I'm here, I got to do my due diligence and I got to ask you guys um, to put 356, you know, a three, yeah, yeah, in the health and welfare committee. So they know, right? right. <laughs> they know they've heard. And that's that's the encouraging thing. They know they have heard. Um, it's just, we just got to bug them, got to keep on bugging them in the name of Christ and uh, pray that. Uh, that uh, the Holy Spirit um, comes upon them and uh, regenerates them and they see the importance of this and that they push it all through. And then we just become the simple, just if you murder a person, you're a murderer. And we're going to do justice according to what uh, murder actually is, because it is a defamation of society. It's a defamation, defiling of the image of God. And God will have justice. And if it's not now, that's the that's the cool thing about also about being an abolitionist. It's simple because 
though there's no justice now, um, we can play the long game because we know. Yeah, it's going to come and we're just being the watchmen. So we can't persuade. We, we can talk persuasively, but we can't convince you. And uh, it's the only act of uh, God in your life. And uh, he does use means. But, uh, you know, we can sit back and we can put our heads on our pillows at night because we know we've served King Jesus and not uh, King Caesar. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. So. Well, Adam, man, this has been super, super informative, super helpful. And I think it's I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be super helpful for people just to see the principles of abolition being applied to these other bills and just to be able to look at them so, so quickly, like you've done here and just assess them. It's, it's simple. Like you said, abolition is simple. So I really appreciate the work that you put into this. Cause that was a lot of work that you put into this to, to be able to go through these bills, comb through them, figure out what's going on and then inform us of that. So uh, I got nothing but, but gratitude for everything you've done here. So really, really, I'm, appreciate just, I'm it. just thankful to Wes Scroggins and, to uh, sit on the board with you and Josh and Dave and Kevin and Russell and Violet. And uh, I don't know, it's just, it's, I don't even know why I'm, why I'm here and why I, I do what I, and I, I kind of feel like Mike Moon, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing <laughs> it? And uh, so it's just, uh, I'm just having to just chalk it up to not random chance, but God just putting things together Absolutely. and uh, just continue to, to pray for AMO and, and uh, guys, go on, get that QR code, and we need we need help financially. So, like you know, it's one of the, one of the things I don't ask for on um, Tag You're It. You know, Dave and I do that for our our fun and your edification. We hope and pray that it goes. But with AMO, this is such a big deal. Um, we need funds to continue to do stuff like this, like give this information to people right. in places that we have to pay for to give that information, like have tables, places and stuff like that. So that's the only reason why I'd be like every time just going, eh, donate, donate. So yeah, make sure you get that QR, QR code and pass that around and uh, help fund abolition in the state of Missouri. You've, you've seen the competition, you know what people with hard hearts are going to go for. Um, so continue to pray and uh, fund this effort. And, uh, you know, we'll see what God does. God's doing some cool stuff this year so far. Um, and you said I did a lot of hard work. The cool thing is that wasn't actually a lot of hard work. That was just reading um, with a critical brain and just going, OK, what what if this is true, what's going to happen? And so this is just comes to like, anybody can do this. So I just want to make people make sure people know it's really not that hard. Just take, take some time, um, take a little, you know, take half a half a your day off and just go to the bill, the bill search and type in abortion and see what the landscape is out there. See where things are, see who's put them out. All the information is available to us. And we kind of just treat it like it's behind closed doors. It's done. The, the sad thing is this is done right in front of our eyes. We have, every bit of information that we need to know. So it's out there. So it's really not that hard, um, but I'm thankful that God gave me time and uh, I guess the gumption to uh, be able to do something like this. And hopefully, again, this is totally for the edification of anybody who listens to this podcast and um, let's get involved and with whatever gift and whatever faith God has given you and uh, use, use it for his glory. So absolutely man yeah absolutely well folks he's said it all here so i'm just going to close this out you know this has been the abolish abortion missouri podcast where we just desperately are convinced we're just so uh, completely convinced that abortion is murder and so we're working toward the complete and total abolition of abortion in missouri we believe children are a gift and a heritage and so we want to see 
legal murder stop. And, and we're so thankful for all of your work and all of your help in this fight. And we just ask you to continue and to keep going and to keep pressing forward. We've made some real progress uh, this year, but we cannot stop. We're, the, the ball's rolling, but we got to keep going with it and keep moving forward. So please, with this podcast, like and subscribe, but, but mostly share. Share this podcast, share this news. Let's get this message out there more and more and more. Same thing with our with our website and our newsletter. Like Adam said, donate, subscribe to to our newsletter. You know, abolishabortionmo.org. Um, but mostly just share share those things so that we can go. And then and then during this legislative session, the other thing that Adam said is just call call people. Please make these phone calls. If you are on the um, if you're on the the mailing list for AAMO, then you're getting lots of emails with uh, the updates as they're as they're moving pretty quickly and these these emails are very informative they've got the phone numbers of the people we need to call they've got the language that we need to use when we call them so we are um, we are trying to provide the tools you need to be able to do this and we just ask that you partner with us in this work so thank you again so much for listening we love you guys and we thank you we're so thankful for all that you're doing and uh, as we always say abortion must be abolished AMBA.